If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And so, uh, Michael Alec just seems to constant. He just seems to be in a constant flux in terms of who he is as a person. Like every right. time, and not only just visually, obviously, he always looks different. He's always in a different vibe. Sometimes he looks kind of like I don't know, deranged schoolboy sexy vibe mm. sometimes he's like sad hot clown mm. you know it's just always kind of you know different vibes but um when he appears on like Geraldo and stuff sometimes he's like so sweet and fun and then sometimes he's like really glib and flat like it's just like you never see him in, in with any kind of like continuity mm. of personality from clip to clip and interview to interview. It's really that's what, strange. That's what drugs will do though. Well, that is true too, I suppose. Mm. Um, so anyway, things were getting a bit sour um, in the whole scene because like for starters, Peter Gation, who owned all the clubs and kind of bankrolled a fair bit of like all their lifestyle was now uh, under investigation um, by the DEA, Drugs Enforcement Agency. Well done. I think that might be what that stands for. So basically they were like, this guy is a quote unquote club owner, but he's got an eye patch. Yeah. And we better look into it. (laughs) 
And um, so he's under investigation, which means that like, Imagine kinda... it's just like little baggies of drugs. Yeah, the just, <laughs> just fell out. A little just a few shelf. Mitsubishis just fell to the floor. <laughs> um, so uh, he's under investigation, which means that like fun times are getting a bit serious and a bit... Uh, ick. Big ick for everyone. And that's a buzz wreck. And uh, then also uh, Rudy Giuliani is like weirdly involved here because he like is... Yeah. Um, he is getting is he the mayor at the time he's getting into his yeah mayor era yeah <laughs> pre-flop era yeah or during flop Gross. era and um, he um, is like trying to clean up Manhattan and that means like get your freaks off the streets gotcha. um, and into more respectable freakery such as suits and Wall Street and let's fuck everyone in a much less pleasant way. Exactly. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Freeze and uh, Michael Alec are basically like holed up in their apartment, just like off their fucking tits all the time. Just in like grim, has it? It's gone fucking grim. Yeah. Like one guy was describing how it used to be all like, oh my God, everyone looked amazing. They were partying, dancing, loving, kissing, ecstasy, hello. And then it went like the total other direction so you just had these parties where people just like in k-holes mm. just kind of like around the place yeah. on the ground and flopped like, around yeah yeah grim. exactly um and so one day they are up in the apartments just the two of them freezing michael alec mm, just the two of them or so we think um and uh their doorman rings up from the reception lobby <laughs> reception um, and is like um, your friend Angel's here will I send him up and they're like oh yeah send him up and Angel is actually quite pissed off at them because they keep stealing his fucking drugs yeah and um, they owe him so much money they're mean mm. to him they're mean to him exactly and he's just like at the end of his rope and he gets up there and he kind of is like according to accounts like he's he is roughing up Alec a bit Michael Alec and like shouting and being annoyed and he kind of throws him against this um very Michael Alec thing to have it's a large glass cabinet of curios oh. <laughs> and um, that smashes and a Michael Alec gets like caught which comes up later gets kind of caught and then uh freeze picks up a hammer they were having work done on the apartment so there was like tools around he picks up a hammer and he whacks Angel on the head. To, uh, and according to accounts, Angel's like trying to bite Michael's chest at this point. Um, they're and in it. They're in a big fight. fucking scuffle. Yeah. And, and two out of the three people are very fucking high. Okay. So it's a mess. A- Michael, sorry, Freeze whacks Angel on the head three times. Ooh. The third time gets him on the ground. And then Michael picks up, he has always said it's a jumper. Freeze has always said it was a pillow. And basically held, or I think first he started trying to choke him. And then he basically held this pillow or jumper over his face to try and asphyxiate him. So this is disastrous. Is This is spiraling downward. Two flailing, uh, mad out of it individuals. Mad out of it individuals, exactly. Killing. Angel? Yeah, and basically then uh, things, because of the sheer quantities of, I think drink had been taken, as I my granny would say. I think a drugs a had, drink been taken. had been taken. Yes. Um, they're, they're very skewy accounts. accounts of this. From both. Basically, either then and there in the living room, Michael Alec took Drano and <gasps> poured it into Angel's mouth oh, and then Jesus. duct taped off oh his... My God. Head, lower that, head. That's full murder, so. Uh, yeah. Or that didn't happen there. And they left him on the ground and thought that he was just unconscious because, as a, one person said in one of the, let me just get, one person is talking about it and saying that he thought Angel was unconscious. And it was just, at that time, it was just kind of normal to have an unconscious person around I the see. house. Yeah, okay, That's okay, the scene. okay, okay, okay. Um, and so then, like, they, then basically did all of, they were like, oh, we should call 
then finally realized that he wasn't just unconscious. He was dead. They were trying to get him to wake up. Okay. And that's when they brought him into the bathroom and they like were trying to put water on him to get him to wake up. And then they were like trying to hold a spoon. Oh, the chaos. Yeah. Like I say, they had the spoon that they had just cooked the heroin on. Yeah. And then they were like holding it in front of your man's mouth to see if he was breathing. Oh, and like, God. I, you know, they were just and fucking what flailing. Was it the head injury that did kill him? Actually, it's cause of death later was asphyxiation so it appears that it was smothering the smothering and um, they took him into the bath as they said running all the water and then freeze left and then he said that he came back in and that's when he that's when he saw michael alec either pouring or injecting drano into the bath. like oh, things Jesus. just like, were hectic okay mm. so at that point maybe and so, the case was let's make this look like an accidental suicide by his own hand ah, and could that account for maybe injecting up the drain that might account but it's hilarious that I've literally never read Michael Alec trying to Claimed give a reason for that okay they were like um, he did say later in an interview people might ask why did you not call a lawyer lawyer but angel- an ambulance dude <laughs> I know You're way I mean, past this that. is their yeah okay. this is their thinking extreme mm. narcissism like yeah um, people might ask why did you not call a lawyer but Angel had like 50 half gram vials of special K and two ounces of coke androhypnol so we just started doing all that <laughs> when he hell. started that quote I thought he was leading into so we, so we didn't want Angel to get in trouble I'm so innocent so he was so, like so we just started the using the drugs he was just like well there's no way we cannot stop and do this yes exactly they were like well I mean but it would be a crime to, leave, to leave this, this un- so what happens then so basically they did all the uh, drugs and they were um, this is like Beavis and Butthead do a murder fucking mm. true and um, excuse me. At one point, Freeze even went to look for like a medical book. This uh, was during the time when they were pushing him under the water in the bath to see if any bubbles were coming out of the duct taped, Drano filled poor man. Oh my God. They were completely fucking deranged and delirious. So high as fuck. Michael Alec rang Peter Gation in a panic and he got the wife. And you can imagine the wife. I'd say she's like, oh, this fucking asshole. Michael is on the phone, Peter. He's killed somebody. He's fucking your problem. Yeah, exactly. Michael told her that he had a body in the apartment and didn't know what to do. And she was like, ugh, fuck off and hung up. (gasps) Well, she just refused to put Peter on the phone and she just didn't believe him. Okay, fine. In fact, probably in retrospect, the, the best thing she could have done well rather than like i'd say she was in her mind like while well, my husband is already being investigated he this is this. one of his fucking hangers on mm. who mm. is a huge problem and also a big blabbermouth anyway mm-hmm. so basically they had that no phrase needs to come back in blabbermouth i yeah. know uh, he blabs yeah um so uh, when he had they had no kind of guiding light in the form of their eye-patched boss peter gation the two of them just left to their own devices, did what came naturally, mm. did all the drugs. Right. Mm. Spent the next week high polishing off all of um, Angel's, Angel's supply. Stash. And like, I would say that is no small amount of drugs because that is commercial levels of drugs. He's Were they the leaving the gaff during that week or was it just gaff? Oh yeah, because they didn't like the oh, body Smell. in the apartment. So were they telling everyone? Presumably, yes, but everyone was mashed. So it was just like, wow, just madness chat. All of the stories from around this time, there is talk that he held parties in the apartment while Angel Angel was was in the bathtub. So like basically people were like, yeah, like, oh, is that a party? And like the bathroom, one of the bathrooms you couldn't use and there was like a mattress Leaned up outside the door Again though Walking into a party they Where someone's noticed. in a K-hole in the bath Is something we've all experienced Well that's it Several people were like Oh I thought I saw an arm Dangling out of the bath Yeah I just thought it was another person Passed out Exactly A lot of people were like You have a lot of gorgeous new furniture Michael Alec 
because in the grand tradition of like bad criminaling, they, they had gone spent money. all the dead man's money on in very interior design, highly visible items like a chandelier. Full circle. There was a neoclassical chair. Very fancy. They'd redecorated the whole place. And that's um, the speed. So that's would that be that'd the be the amphetamines. <laughs> yeah. Now's the time <laughs> to prime. We'll do the primer. And the two good coats. ideas from the cocaine. And the good ideas yeah. from the cocaine. <laughs> yes. I think they've gotten some professional cleaners in yeah, yeah. because of the murdering. And then they were like, do you know what? We need to capitalize. Yeah. The place has never looked better. Like Let's the clarity redecorate. that the cocaine would provide. Yeah. Like just a few cleaners, a new little spruce up here, and then a party. <laughs> a party. Well, exactly. And then he even did just start to like tell people about no, no doubt that was happening. He said that he told James St. James um, and J- James was like, eh, I don't I need think to hear this. This is a downer. I think it's Michael just being Michael. And mm. uh, he also told Jenny Talia and <gasps> um, he told a woman called Screaming Rachel. She's none of like these people mouth. sound reliable. <laughs> <laughs> Tell screaming Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> and what did everyone think? They, they all were just, just like thought this. he was bullshitting you... and just being Michael. Michael's off his head again. They were like, Michael is oh, I roll. This is trafficking that German child again. Okay. Except that might really have happened. Oh. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know if that did. I don't think it did. But like. They yeah, and he was constantly kind of goading people with like, "Have you seen Angel? Where's Angel? Haven't seen Angel? Mm. Have you?" And Weird. Then telling people that he was going to throw a welcome back Angel party, and um, they uh, dark, sick, weird, and a bit funny. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's just chaos, and it's fucking chaos. The interior design. Yes And everyone did look Fucking fabulous The whole time You have to be like The upkeep on the Makeup grooming And Huge The body rotting in the bath Yeah You've got a lot of plates spinning Is my And also needing Very very badly needing To do heroin I'd say minimum Every three hours Alright okay What's Mm. the other guy's name Michael and Freeze Freeze So Basically, nobody's even quite sure how long the body was in the bath because they were just drug logic. Um, so they, they think it was between one and two weeks. Okay. Um, wow. Even the, That's a maggot-filled long time. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, and even the boarded-upness of the bathroom could no longer cover the, the smell. smell. Yeah. And so they were, like, going back to the apartment. Like, no, they didn't want to go. There was, like, this scene, scene where they... They were like, we have to go back and do something about Angel. <laughs> and like, they'd spent a few nights away from the apartment and everything because it was getting really grim. And um, they even apparently discussed going to the police, but because of their uh, need for heroin, they were like, we will be there a matter of hours and we will be so fucked. Mm, and I yeah. think it's a testament to withdrawal that you would be like, look, I think Driven. it's best to just go and keep this horrible fucking body issue going yeah. and go on the run and just like, they're literally, because you know that they're not into the whole effort of this whole thing either. Yeah. But they're literally like, well, which is worse? And they opted to go up to the bath and they'd left the whole thing in a fucking state. So they'd put ice in the bath and they'd sprinkled baking soda. For the smell. Mm. I mean. That's what they do. You put in the basement bin, lads. I know, it's great for the fridge. But you would need so much baking powder. Yes, absolutely. And I doubt they had that. I'd say it was a cursory sprinkle. And something had happened with the body where basically like the underside was more decomposed. Mm. The, yeah maybe the water it was would. sitting in some water yeah grim and they were like no I don't <laughs> want to do this and Michael Alley described how like he had this like he was in such a drug haze that he was like maybe he'll be gone maybe the body will just be gone he might look he's not dead he's rest. and like he said that he went all the way up to the apartment all the way to that bathroom door being like maybe 
he'll be gone. Maybe he'll just be gone. Mm. He wasn't gone. Yeah. And so basically they kind of argued over who was going to have to deal with this. And um, uh, Michael eventually was like, oh, fucking fine. I'll do it. But you have to get me 17 bags of heroin. <laughs> and sorry. <laughs> okay. They Let's go. Needed to cut like, up the no body problem. and get rid of it. Yeah. So Freeze was like, I'll get the heroin and the knives. And he went down to Macy's. I think it was Macy's, like a really famous Manhattan shop okay. to buy some knives yeah. and to get all the heroin. And then he came back. And according to Michael Alec, um, he did, Michael did all the heroin while he dismembered the body. A slow moving, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not moving quick. <laughs> I would just say, a fucking mess. Oh, okay. yeah. like oh, sloppy, like Ineffectual. And Michael falling into it well, a fair amount. was very helpfully spritzing Calvin Klein Eternity at intervals to cover the smell. It would, though. It would, wouldn't it? <laughs> <The> rubber gloves. <laughs> I'm, I'll be the spritzer. Oh God. If we ever do, I call spritzer. Fine. Also, I'll eternity. Run the errands. You have to be the body chopper. I'll be mad and taker do, doing the slow chop. The slow chop. Now, slow chop, right? Got him in the box. Apparently, it's a big TV box. Okay. Right. Yes, yes. I, I'm imagining. I yeah, fifty still, inch or so. Oh, but also, and also old TVs. Remember how fat they were? Yeah. They were deep, but not strong. I know, I really was like, this is an excellent box. Yes. <laughs> Where does one get such an excellent box? Did they Especially pre- when one is so fucked on heroin. They got the box. I don't know where they got the box. Did they pre-wrap them? I think they must have been. Because otherwise, as you said, dripping. Yeah. Oh, but how but long has it been? He now, might be dry-ish. They were in no fucking hurry oh, to get yeah. the box out of there then. You know, so I they totally don't, relate. They will be tired. Do you know when you're Half doing a job, job done. You and put you put all the, the clothes for the charity shop in, in the, bags, the bags and then they're in the hallway for weeks. <laughs> fucking weeks. For all oh, the story. The box was in the living room. Wow. There was parties. Heroin. One guy whose name was Hell of a drug. Astro. Ha, remembers vividly popping his drink down on the box. Yeah. Possibly even having the thought. That's an Irish wake though. Is it not? <laughs> it is, truly. Yeah. Um, pops the drink down on the box. Yeah. He's sitting down and chatting to Michael who's sitting opposite wearing Angel's boots oh. and saying who's missing? There's someone missing. No. From this no. party. Oh, it's Who's so annoying. Missing? It's like an you infuriatingly can... annoying scene. Can't you just fucking picture the yes. whole thing? Perf- yes. Like as in his tone and everything. Like if you watch any video of him, you just get it. Like, What's his name again? I get Michael Alec. Um, so no, finally, not Michael. Um, the guy who spotted the boots. Oh, we don't know. Astro. Astro. Um, Astro appears in two of the documentaries. Uh, oh, what he's he look amazing like? he's got, looking. Show us that. That's him in his heyday. Him I've in seen his heyday. Astro. He's sort of skinny in a striped platform oh, yeah, yeah. with oh, a yeah, shaped yeah. head and sometimes devil horns. You gotta look at Jenny Talia as well. She's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but like bad people. Well, I Some mean, of them. Jenny, Jenny Talia. They didn't age well. Some of the that's Astro now. He Classic. didn't age well. He looks so different. Well, not age well. That's mean, but like he just looks real different. He's he's seen a few things. He's it's seen just some like shit. Drugs and really have an impact. On rested your... a drink on yeah. a dead man. Drugs yeah, that's gonna have an certainly have an impact. Yep. No, remember this story is about how drugs are fine. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah. Go back to the box. And um, so anyway, they finally are like, we do need to get rid of the box. Clothes need to go to the charity shop. Angel needs to get out of here. So they go down to their apartment building reception get a trolley from one of the concierges yeah to go back up like a luggage trolley go back up put the box on the trolley apparently there is like a sort of private elevator called the service elevator that yes. they could have taken but no didn't know they just went the main route brought the <sighs> steaming box down the lift through the reception and out to a taxi and then to where? Well, they got the taxi driver to drive them over to the Hudson River. They had to get him to help put the box in. To mm. the river? 
well to the taxi initially okay and then when they got to the river they were like will you help us we need to put it in the river and he said and yes he helped was there drug bribes no i would say the taxi driver frightened was like these two fucking idiots like adam and paul levels just, just yeah yeah i want rid yeah whatever they are doing here i don't want to know i'll help you get out of my life quickly yes okay. i'd say so or he might have just been like these people are the highest things i've ever seen if they want to throw their new tv in the river i don't care oh, yeah okay 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 and okay. um, anyway surely the smell at this point this man he was presumably sober enough if he was driving a car <laughs> one would hope but yeah and Michael Alex said when they were walking through the reception of their apartment building he was like this does stink like I mean surely everyone here knows this red. they probably looked wild at the same time though so it all was just like a visual madness to floating fair, through the lobby yeah yeah and to be fair to the taxi driver he's on own with two really fucking high people yeah you're going yeah. with them. like you just you're would probably it's volatile you yes. don't know what they're gonna do exactly anyway um when the tiktokers found the suitcase body two years ago that was actually a case of history repeating itself because it was kids who found the, the torso in the box oh, washed up a couple of months later <gasps> they poked it with a stick until a hole formed and they saw an arm inside. Oh my goodness. And meanwhile, uh, rumors were just all over the club scene that Michael Alec had killed Because Angel. he was telling people or, yes. or as Absolutely. a joke. Or saying something like, what if I told you that I'd killed Angel? Yes. Go for it. And they, yeah. So... Pause there. Will I? Pause. If she washes her hands, she's a better woman than I. <laughs> I'm loving this story. I feel like I'm there, so. Big long episode. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go. Okay. Um, the box was found in like Staten Island, as far as I remember. Okay. <laughs> Staten For some reason, Island. I didn't put it in my notes. I apologize. So it washed up, not on Manhattan. Gotcha. And the people who found it misidentified the body's race and said that they were this was an Asian man mm. interesting which is then how the missing persons case that was being launched in Manhattan was not connected initially to the body that had been found right so Michael was in the clear well if you could and just freeze. stop blabbing um <laughs> well so I Angel's brother basically um was the person because Angel was like not a kind of, you know, he didn't operate in society. He was a drug dealer. Yeah. Mm. He had, um, sometimes he um, was without a home and he was living with Michael and Freeze. And yeah. like, you know, he was transient. And it was his brother who sounded the alarm because he couldn't get Angel on the phone. And um, he was kind of begging police to take notice. Mm. And it's like very, the old story. Yeah, of he like wasn't. Somebody who is marginalized in some way in terms of like socioeconomic position, race, you know, anything like that, fucking drumming up interest from the authorities, especially then, just was really um, difficult. And Johnny took it into his own hands and flyered Manhattan with, uh, pictures of Angel in his wings uh, with a reward for information about his um, his missing brother and like there was just no murder investigation mounted because there was no body and there was like a missing persons report mm. but not like you know a, di- a big a, you know fucking drive to find this guy mm-hmm. and mm. it's really fucking sad and uh, basically at this point Michael Alec had started to collude with the DEA uh, with their case against his old boss, Peter Gation. Right. Again, blabbing to the bone. But and, on the promise, presumably, of like, well, immu- immunity. Well, for, they didn't know yet. Well, f- of, from his drug taking or maybe... Yeah, drug, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just general boldness. Yeah. Um, and so then uh, Johnny, Angel's brother... Contacted Michael Musto, who was, remember the guy I said whose whole job was like basically writing up 
the antics of the club kids yeah. for the Village Voice. Um, he was a journalist and a columnist and he um, had been hearing all the rumors swirling. He now had Angel's brother, Johnny, in his ear and he was like, mm. so he ran a blind item, which everyone who knows what a blind item is, is, you know, those, it's like pop bitch. The whole yeah. of pop bitch is a blind Anonymous item. It's like, author. what TV presenter oh. Oh. Um, demanded a champagne enema for his child, child's yeah. sixth birthday party. Yeah, okay. You know, one of those kind of things. And so the blind item basically uh, detailed a rumor that um, there had been a murder in the club kids scene and a ghastly dismemberment of the cor- corpse. And then basically it all actually just turned out to be horrifyingly true. Um, Did he know it to be true when he was writing Michael it? Musto? No, not certainly. But there was loads and loads and loads of chat around the uh, club scene. And because it was such a kind of a cynical set at that point, like so much of the anything Michael said was like, you couldn't trust him. Yeah. And I mean, there was people saying things like that they had rung Angel's phone looking for or no paged angel or something like that paged angel because they were looking for drugs and michael rang back Mm. michael's wearing his boots michael's walking around with a chandelier you know that kind of way and so then another uh reporter picked up the story when after michael musto wrote that blind item and then like it kind of sort of started to gather pace a bit like people were like wait a minute what is going on here where is angel yeah yeah and um, so then uh, Michael Alec was like, okay, actually, oof, I think I better go, <laughs> better go. So he sold all of his furniture and gathered up as much money as he could find, got bought as much heroin as he could get and got his friend Gitsy, um, who's this like poor kind of very gormless creature who died later of an overdose. And she, they skip town and go to Colorado. But like, that is, I didn't really take on board how far away that is mm-hmm. from New York. It's the exact other side of the country. Okay. It's like five days of driving. Um, and needing to be on a lot of heroin all the time during all of that. It's amazing that they actually got there yes. kind of thing. So anyway, they went to, Her- went to Colorado, then down to where, to Indiana, to visit his mom. Mom was getting a bit concerned because he kept leaving these answering machine messages just sobbing and saying, I killed a man man and (laughs) cut him into tiny pieces. Okay. And Elka was like, hmm, are you okay? But very happy to see him when he came to visit. What mother doesn't love a visit? You never visit. I'd say she possibly... In mother fashion, might have skipped over the um, tiny little pieces and straight into like, you never ring. You never ring except with these sobbing voice messages. You never ask how I am. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he'd been gone about three months and he was like, I think that's blown over. I'd say that's grand. Back to New York with them. And um, he decided to host a, a club night called Honey Trap. Okay. Uh, it was named after a headline that the New York Post had run about a drug raid on one of Peter Gation's clubs. Mm. So all very kind of self-referential, la la la, and uh, honey trap, big flop. And uh, it seemed now like the whole vibe was, was over, over, and mm. people weren't. He was amazed to discover that they were less receptive with all the murder rumors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was kind of put now a bit of a bad persona smell non grata on the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, a malodorous mm. sort of vibe. Fug. So then there was another torso found in the Harlem River, right? Huh? And that nudged the original torso finders into re-looking at the torso and being like, wait a minute, this is not an Asian person at all. Right. This torso had been sitting in the morgue for months. Also, lol, that it was just this random second torso. Never heard (sighs) Mm. anything more about that. Okay. That put it back in his mind. It was like, do you know what that torso reminds me of? That other torso? Yeah. Must have a look. He's down in the morgue still. So that 
was what it took for them to suddenly put it together that this must be Angel. It was nine months after they'd found the bloody torso. And um, so as soon as they realized that the body was Angel Melendez, they went to pick up Freeze for questioning. And the guy who was sent to collect Freeze um, said in an interview that he put his hand on this Freeze guy's shoulder as he was walking into a building and went, Freeze, or, you know, and Freeze turned around and was like, I did it! We did it together! Oh, I'm so relieved to get off my chest, I can't! And they fucking... Were, that was it. Okay, just hold it in till we get the tape recorder. He was fucking in bits. In bits. So, um, he went straight, uh, confessed everything, said it was a huge weight off his mind. <laughs> Told him all of the the draino and the chopping up and the oh, he basically wrote this three page confession. So that's when the police were like, right, we need to find Michael Alec. We need to find him. Fast, they knew he was back in the um, city, but they didn't know where he was. They then discovered that he was in New Jersey in this kind of motel with this kind of really um, kind of grim final days of freedom, mm. just in a heroin haze with his new boyfriend, who was just such a sad character. The boyfriend was like, nobody'd ever really showed me any love in my life. Aww. And then I met Alec and we used to just cuddle. And I was like, oh my God. He literally met him like four months after the guy had killed someone. Anyway, it was all coming out about the uh, night of the murder. And they were um, suddenly aware that there had been another person in the apartment that night. <gasps> Who? What? Daniel Astor, son of famed novelist Paul Astor from the beginning of the episode. What? Yeah. So there was just this other guy there who literally... At what? For the murder? Yeah. Apparently, they have no idea the extent of his involvement. They believe it was literally... He's an accessory. He saw a man murdered and then just left and tell anyone. And also took three grand of Angel's money. And the lads didn't And the lads didn't dock talk him about him. in or talk about it. Well, no, I think what happened is they did talk about uh, him plenty. And, and he's the only one of them connected with, it, with this father yeah. got him stricken from the record. Got him a lawyer, basically. Because yeah. the other two were just talking. Like non-stop. it's so funny how not funny, but like it's so bizarre how little he has ever, ever referenced in any of the Was stuff he quite about a bit younger than them? No, only a couple of years. Okay. Um, Madness. And yeah, I think he was about 19. Yeah, okay. so maybe he was a couple of years younger. Uh, so bizarre. And so when they interviewed him, Daniel, he gave so many different conflicting accounts. He said that there, he even suggested that the murder might have been premeditated. Could he have and been And that they were like literally discussing out. the murder and being like, Oh, oh. And Angel's just actually getting a bit annoying at this point. Um, they probably. Googling. Sorry, don't, no, I don't, don't want to get anything. the spoilers. But this is going. This it's, is wild. I know, this is going so dark. But okay, um, this is what put this onto me. Okay, no, yeah. Um, sorry. What the fuck was I just saying? You were saying that David Astor was Daniel, Daniel Astor. 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 Was suggesting, oh, suggesting that, was that they had actually discussed it, had, had actually discussed Before how it would be easier Angel. to just kill Angel, yeah. which, which I'm obviously sure really they changed things because by when Angel was passed out and they were like, "Is he dead? Is he alive?" Doing all the mad stuff. Yeah, no doubt they discussed like, "Will we like if he's dead? That would make things easier for us." You know, was he suggesting that they no. talked about that pre-Angel's arrival yeah, to the Yeah, he was suggesting that it had been talked about in the weeks before. Oh. And that, like, they were in such deep shit with Angel in terms of money and that, like, Angel was just starting to annoy them, asking for his money all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. and Guys, asking for money drag. for the drugs. Just... And the deep... Yeah, like, as like, slight aside here, because this is slightly litigious, marginally, if it isn't been... Should we put half of this on the hive? This second half of this. No, no, no. no. I okay. don't think it, this is litigious. He no, was there. Litigious? This is what's coming Just out. Because he's never been... Process well, like he was there, but we do we know that? Let's just keep going. Yeah. Anyway, keep story, going. Yeah. So anyway, um, they 
Oh, yeah. When Daniel started saying this about it potentially being murder, they were like, oh, that's actually been inconvenient, the authorities. Because they were working, do you remember, with Michael Alleg on the case against Peter Gation. Yes, that's right. He with was all the drug stuff. And so intel. they were like, oh, it actually doesn't look that good if he's a murderer. Maybe we should try and kind of lean into the sort of, oh, it's self-defense. Is it manslaughter? Yeah. Okay. And diminished responsibility on the behalf because he was so out of it. And also, just like, imagine for a minute, like if Angel hadn't been like... A Latino drug dealer. Exactly. Yeah. And the fucking authorities said, Imagine Look, it was let's Daniel. just pretend. Imagine it was Daniel. Daniel. Exactly. And they were like, let's just pretend actually that you never discussed murder and that this was all just a bit of an oops, uh, just for ease. Like, that's so fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up on so many fucking levels. So anyway, they kind of just were a bit like, mm, let's not talk about that murdery thing that you're talking about, Daniel. And also your dad's here now, so you're going yeah, to yeah. head off there. And um, like Daniel was very fucked up. Like he was, a, you know, um, an addict and, you know, in this scene and it was yeah, really yeah. messy. And like, so basically they agreed to manslaughter in the first degree which apparently describes um, like an accidental death, but the first degree part sort of references the fact that you did want to hurt the person. Okay. And um, so that's like a nod to seriousness, I guess. Mm. But anyway, they got um, 10 to 20 years, uh, Freeze and Michael Alec. That was their kind of plea deal. And um, they took the deal and um, they had, there's, they had a an opportunity in court to sort of say something about their crime. And this by now is like 1997. So it's over a year since the murder. And they were in the um, New York Supreme Court in a kind of a bizarro sort of uh, version of a, a Geraldo episode with them all. There was loads of the club kids sitting in the courtroom. There was Angel's family. There was Michael's mom and brother and Freeze's family. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, sorry. They all missed the court date, but all the club kids were there. And the judge asked if Michael and Freeze wanted to say anything. And that's when Freeze stood up and he read from like a prepared letter. And he, he'd written, you know, expressing sorrow and, you know, saying... That I was party to the death of another human being. Human being wounds me in the depths of my heart and soul. I can never undo that. I endeavor to understand the aspects of myself that led me down such a gross and destructive path. But I have yet to come to any definitive conclusions. Um, and the judge acknowledged the letter and sentenced, sentenced him. And then it was Al Michael's turn. And Michael kind of froze and he was like... I thought I was, he had been watching his lawyer kind of trying to get delayed sentencing because they wanted him to have a psychiatric evaluation. Mm. And that motion was denied. And the judge turned to Michael and he was like, okay, so that's been denied. So now do you have a statement? And uh, Michael, mm. super high as always, um, apparently he had had trazodone, clonopin, and Depakote, Depakote, I don't know that last one. Don't know, trazodone. Clonopin now. Very know that. Relaxing. Hmm. Um, so he should have been speechless from how much fucking drugs he was on. And it would probably have come out better for him had he just been speechless. But instead he said, I came here today not prepared to accept my sentence. So I didn't come with a speech because I was told we were going to postpone for another week, two weeks or something like that. I don't know. All I know is I've been told lots of different things by lots of different people in exchange for me doing other things. And none of it has come true. I feel like I've just been railroaded. Arsehole. Pe petulant, I yeah. would say. I have been used by the feds. When they were through with me, they sent me over here. I feel like I've been lied to here to get me to accept this plea. He added, and I feel terrible that I don't have anything prepared to say. I thought he was going to say, I feel terrible for murdering someone. And then the judge said, you, you think you're the victim? Um. And Michael said, in a way. And the judge says, I don't think you're the victim. I think that Angel 
Melendez is the victim. He was the victim of your selfish, uncontrolled ego that is yet to be harnessed, that is yet to face reality. For you, the show is over. The party is over. So they go to prison and Michael from prison continues to just strive for attention. He, um, if prison doesn't go well. Like Freeze gets out sooner than Michael because I think Freeze manages to stay off the drugs. Mm. Okay. Whereas in prison, Michael just makes, stop. leans you know, into them. It's just constantly being tested for and positive for drugs, behaving like a total arsehole but as well. He spent over the course of his prison sentence, which was seventeen years, five of them in solitary confinement. That's how right. annoying Once, he is. <laughs> like they're just like we can't we take can't, any more, Michael. We can't. One of those sections was two years. Yeah. Now that's Um, torture. That is hard to believe. He spent different points of it in, um, you know, uh, the psychiatric ward and stuff like that. Like I just fucking, you cannot imagine how his mind is surviving all this. Do you know that kind of way? And yeah, he was constantly being tested positive for heroin and, uh, and other prisoners, methadone and things like that. Um, he was up for parole twice and um, denied. denied. Um, he then got out in... 2016, was it? It was pretty recently. Was it 2018? 2016. And then what happened? He got... He started a YouTube channel. He started a YouTube so, channel. Are you I being mean, facetious? No, no, he literally started a YouTube channel. P.U. with his friend Ernie Glam. It, and uh, <laughs> so, so sorry, is this where we can, I see this. Yeah, so he started a YouTube channel. They've actually have been incredibly prolific. Over, I think, 400 episodes in as many years. Like 14,000 subscribers. Um, and constant profiles in New York Magazine, New York Post, Vanity Fair. Darlings, darlings. Um, like not not necessarily just since he's come out, but like all the way through his mm. um, incarceration. Incarceration, like he did this blog with James St. James, that was uh, a big thing for a while. He says he's working on his memoir. He wants to call it Aligula. Like, Does he like Aligula? Have you t- have you watched also his content? Does yes. he talk about the murder? All the time. Really? Well, so he's trading on it. On Pew. I can't tell it. Pew. I think I'm saying it's, it right. It's spelled P E E W exclamation mark if you want to find it. I thought it was Pew. Anyway, um, on that, like, n- n- no, but like, so many clips have been yeah. aggregated of him talking about the murder. On that, they talk about loads of different things. Um, at one point, they have, do you know, Desmond is amazing. The really young influencer, he's about, I think he's 11 (laughs) and he's a drag artist. No. And he's like, oh, the youngest drag artist. They have him on, on a really weird episode. This is totally bizarre. Bizarre. So is Freeze on there at all? With Michael. I mean, did Michael and Freeze remain in contact? No, no. There's no, there's lots of like, where are they now? But uh, I haven't sort of seen anything about Michael. Michael gets, uh, he's out at kind of, I think he's about 44. Or is he 40 when he got out of prison? Because he's still very young. No, I think he's 44. And um, he like, he left prison and, oh, like a bunch of friends were there to meet him. James St. James was supposed to be there. I missed his flight. Um, and they brought him in a car back to Manhattan. And immediately they had Club set him night. up a Twitter account. Oh. Uh, for him to like tweet. Yeah. The first yeah. thing he did. Like when he went to prison, the internet was like barely a thing. Yeah. He had been making his posters on a, a photocopy machine, you know. Um, and so he did become a kind of a weird sort of notorious kind of character um but he had a curfew of like 8 p.m so he couldn't as go part back of his to parole his... agreement yeah. yeah yeah and so he was like trying to get into like oh like writing and like doing a movie obviously he did his um youtube channel and all that kind of <clears throat> stuff and um yeah it's just and just non-stop coverage 
I, all the time. You think he's just one of those people that like the media is kind of addicted to. Do you yeah. know that kind of way? Like the New York Magazine did like the a twink whole, of Manhattan. Um, profile about his re-entry into like New York lifestyle. Yeah. And it's just fascinating. It's just so weird, you know. And um, uh, so we're all just going to elect to forget about what he's done, or is he asking us to? Not really. Um, he kind of doesn't. Yeah, it's a weird kind of dichotomy of we like everyone who kind of consumes him sort of wants to not think about the really mm. grisly. Uh, crime and then he wants to keep talking about it yeah do you know that kind of way the comments yeah. on his videos are interesting so people are like john m says so sad to see all women here supporting this absolute sicko uh, another guy writes sicko and he, which michael replies on? his most recent one of may 21st of may this year it's a music video of him dancing around in his kind of costumes He's replying saying, stop cyberbullying me. Michael. Yeah. He's dead now. Oh, so who's These fucking, are who's older Pew? That's so Ernie. Show me. Show me him. Yeah, that's Ernie. That was his. Sorry. Sorry. So, sorry, I missed this. When did Michael die? Well, I was about to tell you. Apologies. <laughs> um, so he died. I actually thought, oh my God, did COVID get him? Because he died in 2020. No, overdose on Christmas Eve. Oh. So, well. Stop now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. No, there's the just something like, it's the timing. <laughs> you know, he's still, but he's still somebody's there son. There is still somebody. Exactly, exactly. And in true club kid style, like just about, what are we talking here? Less than two weeks after his death, um, page six headline. Michael Alex's mom accuses club kids of bullying her over his remains. Oh. So I, I actually am sad that um, she outlived him because in one of the interviews I saw with her, mm. she was talking about how they had an agreement that if, if it got too much for them, they'd both take their lives. Right. While he was incarcerated and she was out. out. You know what I mean? It what? was, it is, it is like, she is a tragic figure, you know. What yeah. what um, role did Ernie play so? Well, he was one of the club kids, uh friend good of, friends. And, and then he after Michael got out of prison, Michael kind of half lived with Ernie oh, and see. they set up the YouTube channel together. Okay, okay, okay. Um but Ernie made like incredible costumes and things like that. Mm -hmm. Michael did paint. He has this like style that's like almost like a uh, Andy Warhol um, kind of uh, if if Andy Warhol was having a bad mushroom trip you'll see what I mean mm. is that an accurate um, description? I can't find it so Michael Alec Art just google that might I show you um, so here it is yeah. yes exactly a bit melty yeah it's like a melty Warhol I actually Warhol. prefer it it's better well, it's better yeah. than Andy Warhol it's a bit haunted it's very cool I like that kind of uh, Marilyn-y one yeah. yeah like there was lots of the club kids who were just a bit like okay no thanks like Amanda um, Delaporte and obviously like RuPaul never seemed to be involved them okay. like yeah after they're pretty point. heavily into drugs though so if you were also into drugs that you'd probably be sucked into one of their parties but if you sort of weren't there's a good chance you are not going to go James St. James seems to have like perfectly straddled somewhat staying in touch with him and kind of capitalizing on their connection Contact. yeah and also sort of slightly staying above the fray mm. and not really getting sort of tarnished by it too much so he wrote um, the, the movie sorry the book that the movie Party Monster was based on called Disco Bloodbath brilliant title and yeah. um he kind of communicated with michael a lot in prison but never went to meet him never went to see him things like that so there's they were connected still anyway yeah they basically um what happened was after he died an ex-club kid this is michael alec an ex-club kid called rachel set up a gofundme to raise money for michael's funeral expenses and his mom, Elka, agreed that she'd split the ashes with the club kids. Right. Um, 
who are referred to as his disciples and that they were allowed to install their share of Michael in um, a cemetery in Brooklyn. But then a rift developed between the two sides and Elka was threatening to just uh, fuck the whole deal in the bin. And um, basically uh, Elka was like, the GoFundMe donations were pouring in, but I began to feel bullied by Rachel. And I felt uncertain about the plot at the cemetery. Rachel purchased a two-person final resting niche at the cemetery, Mm. meaning for her and Michael. Okay. Michael's mom and Michael. And so this other woman, just totally random woman, has bought (sighs) Michael and his mom the plot in the cemetery my GoFundMe de- donations. It's so bizarre. Yeah. What is their, and then, what's and their then, interest in Michael? Then the mother's like, do you know what? I actually just don't want to be here in this cemetery. And um, what's their interest in him? Uh, disciples of Michael's scene or murderpelia sort of I interest. think it's murder. like two worlds colliding there or something, isn't it? True it's, crime and It's the and murder drag. and the kind of the scene and the sense of belonging to a community. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Like, I do think he just, like, he was almost a kind of a de facto, was a de facto kind of proto-cult leader. Yeah, one of the original. Like, he could have, I feel like, concentrated on, if he'd kind of put his mind to it, I think very easily. Like many people oh, we talk about to, uh, on the creek dive. I want to play a song. I want to play that song before we go. Sorry, Cassie's on Right, the right. Um, so anyway... They had a whole big dust up over the ashes. Uh, <laughs> and um, everyone got very upset. And what they eventually decided was that they'd cut a new deal with lawyers, obviously. I think lawyers, actually, I'm not totally sure. But basically, they were now going to be a digital memorial um, for the fans. And uh, Alex's mom was going to keep the ashes. And... Um, Rachel said, we are at peace with Elka having Michael's ashes because we have his spirit, which seems like a bit of a dig. And um, Rachel says, it's a mother's right. And all of us, especially me, wish her love. But the, yeah, the kind of fallout. So that was the end of Michael. And um, they kind of, rest of them, like Freeze Freeze was never on the scene again he got out in 2010 and um went to new york university and according to james st james thinks he's studying comparative literature and that he's kind of just like moving on with his life burying himself in academia not seeing anyone right obviously jane st james is a big uh celebrity personality mm-hmm. um and has made a lot of money off the uh, crime. Uh, he wrote uh, a me- the memoir Party Monster, as well as uh, that other book, The Disco Bloodbath. Um, he says, of those years, I was tweaked out of my mind and too wasted to have fun. Um, he is, uh, he lives in LA and he does a lot of work with World of Wonder now. Um, then there is the designer Richie Rich, he, uh, you know, became a really successful designer. There's obviously Amanda Lepore is still an internationally sought after mystery blonde. It's actually a really funny um, picture of her and Anna Wintour on same same James's Instagram very recently uh, taken. Kiyoki, DJ Kiyoki, uh, who, if you remember, was Alex's boyfriend, uh, is still DJing. Um, is a kind of few artists. Genitalia um, is uh, has become a mother. Oh, yeah, and she uh, is kind of doing that. And there's Kabuki, who is a huge makeup artist. People probably know. Um, and there is Astro Earl, who. Uh, rested the old drink on the box and is now a hairstylist and um, so 
that leaves Daniel Astor. Absolutely and it does. I'm bringing us to the grimmest epilogue of any creep ever. But I couldn't believe it when I saw this because it just felt like, you know, you've tracked someone's life so much hmm. and then it comes out in such a horrendous way. So we'll kind of put a little content warning on this. If somebody just doesn't want the absolute grimmest thing ever in well, what are we to, what are we, right now. Um, so just maybe perhaps, perhaps we'll say. In terms of gore? Just in terms of tragedy. All right, give it to us. Oh, the worst. Okay, so basically, Daniel Astor has been like barely on the internet ever since I've been mildly stalking him. Yeah. Until um, this story just a few weeks ago. Um, Paul Auster's late son Daniel charged in death of baby daughter. Oh, God. Um, his own? Dies. His, oh, my God. So, basically, he had been in Rikers um, for six months um, after he'd been charged with the death of his baby daughter. What was he Bonsan? in there for? Ruby, Ruby. He was in for the death. He'd okay, been charged so, for her death. So, yeah. he was in Rikers. And um, he basically got out on bail and was found dead on the northbound platform of a train station and having overdosed. Jesus fucking Christ. So he was found and put on life support, but they, um, they took him off life support. He was like 44 at this point. So he's only a few years older than us. And... The cause of death was the same as what killed his 10-month-old infant last Jesus fall. Christ. So it was an accidental drug overdose. Well, I don't know if Daniel's is accidental. But basically, so the New York Post writes, Daniel's death was the final sad act in a dark life marked by chronic drug abuse and bookended by two tragic drug-related deaths. The last one 26 years ago, they are, of course, referencing Angel. Mm. Um, so basically... He had been arrested earlier in April um, and um, charged with secondary degree manslaughter, criminally negligent homicide and endangering the welfare of his daughter, Ruby. So back in November, um, he told police he'd injected himself with heroin and taken a nap only to wake and find his daughter unconscious and unresponsive. An autopsy later concluded that the baby had died of an overdose of fentanyl and heroin. Oh, and police still God. don't know how Ru- Ruby ingested the drugs, although Daniel admitted he had glassine packets of heroin in the apartment. What's glassine packets now? Maybe Something a baby could have ingested, ingested. And basically, she's just she was just a little doty baby. Oh. And fuck up he is and yeah like so um the mother uh had left to go to work and um she had told police that like um sorry i'm just trying to get down to here we go yeah uh Ah, yeah. oh, so they're kind of in, e- easily to easily they're composted. So yeah. and like oh, Ruby was ten months old, so she, she was been, kind of yeah, crawling. And basically, oh my god, that's actually it's just, just so fucking tragic, isn't it? And um, do you know what the real tragedy so here is? Is known about Daniel's life as an adult after he was pulled out of the murder investigation well, by his connections. He was, he had been living in Florida for a while and worked as a DJ, which I had seen on his sparsely populated Instagram. And he'd also been working as a landscaper. And then in recent years, he'd been living in Park Slope, which is bougie Brooklyn, about a mile from um, Paul Astor and Siri Husfeld, his novelist parents. And it's not, nobody knows if Ruby is his only child. Um, she is, was his child with his partner, Suzanne, 
who was like 25 and she told police that um that everything had been just totally normal and ruby had been alert and awake when she left to go to work that day oh dear and basically um i just can't even look at pictures of this baby but like it's just i feel like there is a line between seeing no consequences in you know for the murder of the, angel at that formative yeah, moment mm. that that really that like was a bad move and continuing to be able to use drugs you on yeah. a path you know that kind of way and i don't know like, like he saw no consequences tragedy for that, that upon tragedy of. yeah mm. and like i don't know what it just feels like she that baby it feels like is another innocent victim, victim. Yeah. of the kind of it was almost like and there was an epicenter of this horrible kind of yeah. event in the early 90s that like is Rippled still out. rippling out you know very sad ending very <laughs> sad but an amazing story absolutely an absolutely amazing story Thank you, Sophie. Very sad ending. Yeah, though. very Sorry. sad ending. Oh, I know, I know. Here, we bring up, bring it back with uh, a little bit of Screaming Rachel's yes. hit song. Okay. Freedom, freedom Let's forward do it. slash murder in Clubland. Oh, God. I love when um, they do a two, a dual title. They just couldn't decide. They so can't decide. They just, just both like, were good. Let's keep them both. Let's keep them both. Okay, so this is All Screaming right. Rachel. Take us out, Screaming Rachel. Please Thanks, listeners. Up. Thanks, Thanks. So. I hope this is a good version of it. Excuse me. I'm sure. Oh. To the Where is it? Song Freedom um, slash Murder in Clubland was a release that I, I needed to have. And it was strange because at the time that I wrote the song, there's a little backwards loop in the song. Michael, where's Angel? Michael, where's Angel? The tabloids sold out Michael. Angel disappeared without a sight. You know, I, I loved Michael. And on the other hand, I was friends with Angel. Everybody's talking. Torn, are you? Did Screaming. someone just cry wolf or is he dead? And I did not know what to do. There was a part of me that led to a breakdown. You just needed, a severe... to, needed to write that song though. Please. Art. Give Art. me my freedom. <laughs> Okay, goodbye and good night. Join us on the Patreon for hopefully something lighter. Thank okay, you. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.